this bike sucks and is really outdated if you want a race bike that's fuel injected. But if you're a beginner or a casual rider that's in the four foot eight to five foot four inch height range, this might be just the right bike for you. I've had a couple of these TTR 125s over the years, and so I'm gonna share with you my experiences as well as break down the specs to know whether this is good or you should look for another bike. So what is the TTR 125? Well, it's a 125cc four-stroke air-cooled trail bike. Being air-cooled, it doesn't have any radiators, uh, it's pretty low maintenance, it's very reliable, and it has about seven horsepower, which may not seem like a lot to you, but that's not the number that matters most. For example, that seven horsepower is only when you're at peak RPM, which is about 8,000 RPM on this bike. If you're just starting out, uh, or if you're trail riding, you're probably going to be in the three to 6,000 RPM range, and that's where this bike really shines because it has really good, really smooth low-end and mid-range torque which means that when you're just getting going in first year and when you accelerate, it's not gonna feel really snappy or really jerky like a motocross or high-performance enduro bike would, making it really easy to learn how to use the clutch, uh, really easy to get going in first gear. Uh, you're not likely to whiskey throttle it and fly right into a tree. And the five-speed manual clutch transmission is geared really low so that first gear is ultra low so you only have to be going like three miles an hour uh, to let the clutch out so you don't stall it whereas a race bike you're gonna have to be going at least twice as fast before you can let the clutch out making it much easier to stall it and which is more frustrating if you're a beginner when you're just trying to learn the basic techniques and top speed is maybe 45 miles an hour but again that doesn't really matter because you're not riding on the road and you're probably not going to be racing this in like a drag race so uh, if you're riding trails you're probably going to be in second to third maybe fourth gear going 10 maybe 20 miles an hour moving on to the suspension it's pretty soft which is good if you're under 150 pounds and just starting out why is that well, when you have plush suspension, it's really going to soak up those bumps when you're going 5, 10 miles an hour, uh, as opposed to a race bike that has stiffer suspension. At lower speeds, it's going to feel really harsh because it's not compressing and absorbing over those bumps. It's going to uh, get you fatigued, exhausted quickly in your hands and wrists, where the TTR with softer suspension is going to absorb those and you'll be more comfortable and you won't feel every single little bump or rock on the trail. And the suspension, it's outdated, yes. There's basically no adjustability depending on which model you get other than the rear shock where you can adjust the sag, which is super important to get the right ride height because if the rear end is too low or too high, it's not gonna handle as well and you won't have the right traction, which is important for any dirt bike that you're gonna ride. But even though it's outdated, this means it's simple, uh, there's very little to go wrong, and it's gonna last a long time. It's gonna be reliable. And as far as the engine reliability, you really don't have to worry about much on these if you're properly taking care of it. And what does that look like? Well, regular oil changes, uh, not letting it get too low or too dirty, 
regular air filter changes, making sure it doesn't get dirty because uh, dirty oil, low oil, and dirty air filter are the biggest enemies to your TTR engine. And if you do those, this bike can last many years before needing a rebuild. So now I just want to compare the differences between the models. And right now, the only brand new model you can get is the TTR 125. LE, which is large wheel and electric start, but if you're considering buying a used one, they have had the standard 125, the 125E, the 125L, and the 125LE. That means there's four models. So basically, you just have to look at the letters at the end. If there's no letters, that means it's the standard small wheel, kickstart only. If there's 125L, that means it's the larger or the bigger wheels and kickstart only. If it's 125E, it's electric start and kickstart, but the small wheels. If it's 125LE, that means it's large wheel and electric start. I know that may sound like a lot, but you just have to look at the letters. If there's no letters, small wheel, kickstart. L is for large wheel, E is for electric start. And what do these differences actually mean? Well, the small wheel, which has 14 and 17 inch wheels, is almost two inches lower to the ground. It's better if you're in the four foot eight to five foot inch uh, height range, depending on your inseam. So if you're moving up from like a 110 cc uh, trail bike, this is the perfect uh, step up. If you're just barely too big for the 110, whether it's you or your kid or your spouse, because it's the smallest dirt bike from Yamaha with a manual clutch. And then moving up to the large wheel or the big wheel, it has 19 and 16 inch wheels and it's a little bit taller and it's the biggest mid-size trail bike from Yamaha before you move up to the full-size TTR 230, which is quite a bit bigger, quite a bit heavier, and noticeably more power. And the bigger wheels make it handle a little bit better on the trails because the larger diameter rolls over obstacles better. Uh, it's a little bit more stable because the wheelbase is longer. So if you're tall enough, the big wheel is better for trail riding, but the small wheel is still a great bike. And then comparing the weight differences, there's maybe five pound difference between the small wheel and the big wheel. So you're not really going to notice it. Then the electric start and kickstart. If you want a frustration free dirt bike, then I recommend getting electric start, especially since there's backup kickstart. Because if you or your loved one is just trying to figure out how to uh, ride a dirt bike with a clutch, it can be frustrating if they're constantly stalling it and having to kickstart it, which is what I had my wife do because mine didn't have a kickstart, or mine didn't have an electric start, and it ended up uh, bruising her shin, which is uh, not good. Thankfully, she still rides a dirt bike. You might have to spend a little bit more on electric start, so depends on your budget. And then all models have rear drum brakes, which work just fine as long as they don't get wet and muddy but the front brakes the small wheel has drum brakes and the large wheel has disc brakes which work a little bit better and i previously said that the suspension isn't adjustable other than the shock preload but the electric start models have a uh, clicker adjustment on the rear shock which controls the damping just to give you a little bit more fine tuning of adjustment based on your weight or riding style and then for model year changes 
there really haven't been any major changes. The TTR125 came out in 2000 and Yamaha updated the plastics and graphics in 2008. But other than that, there really hasn't been any major changes, which means that most of the parts from a 2024 will also fit an earlier model as well. So how much is a TTR125? Well, retail is a little over $3,000 and then taxes, fees, whatever your dealer charges. But a used one you can find for well under 3,000 depending on the model year, the condition of it, and your local market. For example, you could find a running one for $1,000 to $1,500 if you just wait and are patient in your searching. And if you're looking to buy a used bike, and don't want to end up with a pile of junk because the seller didn't know what they have or they were lying to you, uh, you should watch this video on what to look for when buying a used dirt bike so that you know you got a good deal.